Blog Talk Radio. It's the talk with my good Everybody, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Talk with Micah, and this is your girl, T.S. Madison. Yes, God, honey, Miss New Weave, 22 inches herself. Remember, ladies, if you ain't rocking 22 inches or better, bitch, you're practically bald. Speak up, because you can. Your mind is a powerful tool, and so is your freedom of speech. So use it. It's what separates you from being a number to being an individual. Thoughts, beliefs, opinions—it's what makes you you. Stand proud and say it loud. Know your rights. Know your freedom to speak. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters, Education Foundation, and the Broadcast Education Association. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. This is your host and creator. Micah, I'm so glad that each of you have decided to join us yet again for another episode here on the Talk with Micah and Friends. As mentioned on the last episode, you know, I wanted to create a show surrounding the events that took place in 2017 and uh, right before, you know, we welcome in the new year. So on last night, my friends and I, we said we had a great discussion surrounding pop culture and, and, a few of, and a few of the other events that took place over the past year. But you know what? The conversation was so damn good. Um, that we didn't even actually get an opportunity to cover everything on our list. So we collectively felt that it was only right that we come back with a part two. So I want to welcome back to the show. We have Dantes of Atlanta, Georgia. We have Ricky of Kansas City, Missouri. We have Giselle of Mobile, Alabama, and John of Buffalo, New York. So welcome back, everybody. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, that's <laughs> That was an enthusiastic. No, uh, <laughs> I was really told off about the uh, the the what is it called advertisement before oh. like people were speaking. Like I thought the TS Madison was you, and I was like, why is she talking like that? Uh, <laughs> no, that was TS Madison. That was TS. I wasn't Madison. ready for that. I was, you weren't ready. <laughs> I was glad I was on mute because I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> No, that was yes, man. But but welcome back. Um, and Jose, I didn't hear you and, and John, but I'm sure you guys are here. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Well, yeah, again, we we had such an electrifying conversation last night. We spoke about it a lot, um, and we just started off with like the allegations, you know, the many allegations that happened over the past um, over the past year against a lot of high profile um, people in the industry, in the entertainment industry. Um, we talked about, you know, reality TV, The Real Housewives, Marriage and Medicine. We also talked about the Kardashians. And then, you know, it was so crazy because from the Kardashians, it went to, we started talking about just kind of like the the black and white of things and, and how a lot of uh, the athletes out there and the guys that are in entertainment that happen to be black are, you know, marrying these Kardashian-esque women, as um, I believe Giselle uh, talked about 
last night, and um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it it really created a um a great discussion. So what I'm going to do before, because we also at toward the end, because I've never been, I've never had to like really truly rush off, um, off of the off of the show or whatever, and that just makes that just means that you know we had great conversation and it was a great show. But at the very end, you know, I had everyone to um, give their top five five to seven, um, leaving in 2017 uh, list or whatever. So before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and play this snippet of what, you know, what happened last night. Um, and then I'm going to have each of uh, the panel, also including me, I'll be the last one to give um, my list of, or give our list of leaving it in 2017. So let me go ahead and play the snippet, and then we'll be right back. And if you guys want to just put your phones on mute, that'll be great. So let's see. Here we go. I think about this year. It didn't get much better, but thank God women are here. It's 2017. We should be free to speak the truth. So we'll do what we have to do. I know, me too. Summer Sunday nights, we'd watch some Game of Thrones with Despacito at a tight. Imaginary world rebooting back onto the screen. The Babadook became a queen. And don't forget the memes. Never learn it's such a shame. Earthquake, fire, hurricane. Change the law, this is insane. Just taking me. Paul Rose, Poppy, PewDiePie, Apocalypse, I Wanna Cry. It's a parody, please don't demonetize me. Smash your pass on 2017. I'm thinking it's a pass for me. The doomsday clock ticks down. I'm watching from the ground. How Bitcoin doing now? It's another year that's done. He's tweeting every day With travel bans and Trump care Will he ever go away? Crack a cold one with the boys And don't forget to spill the tea I want my net neutrality And Fox is now Disney And even when my money's low I'll buy some avocado toast My iPhone 10 and streaming shows Are all I need I'm sorry the old Taylor's dead But BTS is here instead I've got some Szechuan sauce So pickle rig can go For those we lost in 2017 We're thankful for the life they died And when we're feeling down We'll raise our voices loud And rise up from the ground It's another year that's done feel empowered to say, or women, men, whatever, if someone is a sexual assaulting in the right. workforce and you don't feel comfortable, you should be able to voice your opinion. Okay. Anybody else yeah, want to um, answer that? Answer? Yes, uh, this is Dante speaking. Um, I, I did want to comment on it as well. Um, I agree with Slick and Giselle as well. Like, all it takes is one person to start a movement, and I think that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, from Gretchen Carlson or to um, the young lady who um, – actually started with Harvey Weinstein because he's mm-hmm. such a prominent figure in Hollywood. It just started a 
domino effect or whatever, and everybody after it just kept um, going and telling their stories. And I do feel because we're going to leave right into the Kardashian, so so it's it's perfectly fine. But I feel like with with Chloe, I think Chloe has the ugliest ass ever. Because it looks really looks. Have you seen him? It looks no no no. It looks like. She just sat on the table and somebody just injected her. Like her body, I hate to say it, I don't want to. Oh, I hate to say this, but it looks like a trans woman body. Like it literally looks like you know. A, she, the way she built, yeah. The, I'm confused with a name a trans woman body that you think it looked like, so I can get a picture, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I need a picture I'm not. I don't know if you're about to talk about this lady, but I think that the reason people like Beyonce and Jay Z so much because that is, that is the true, that is a black love at its best. And then you got you got athletes like you know Tristan Thompson who, and a lot of these rappers and athletes who go out and they get these these kind of you know Kardashian esque type of women. You know what I'm saying? You got what's it, Reggie Bush? He got a very you know kind of mixed. She looks just like him. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. But but why can't you go get a beautiful black one? Why can't you go get you know you, you're a successful man, but you go get something that looks that looks the exact opposite of your mother? If you do, if you're not talking to me, your phone. But go ahead, Dante. Um, in certain parts of the country, interracial dating is not this big taboo thing, especially in L.A. In California, in Calabasas, or whatever, like that's all they do out there, or whatever. Like I know in Florida, in certain parts of Florida, or whatever, like all you see is mixed Latino and black, because there's so many Latino boys, or whatever, and so many Latino women, or whatever, to where hell, I think the black people, I think we're the minority, or whatever, like you know, the, the, the Latinos are the you know are the majority in Florida, or whatever, in certain parts mm-hmm. of the country, like in New York. It just it just it really just depends. I I always feel like when people see like boys from out west, like oh you know brought it home with this Latino woman. Well, that's that's a, that's a lot that's going on out there. Not saying that's all, but usually when you grow up with those when you grow up with those certain races or whatever, all through life or whatever, and sometimes that's exactly what happens. You end up with who you grew up with. Or whatever, and so I think sometimes it gets misconstrued as, oh, that's all they do, that's all they're being, that's all they're being taught. No, that's all they're around sometimes. And you grow, you so, so your panel, like, you know, what's your take on the Queen's Court? I mean, is it something that you feel like can last long term? <laughs> you know, what do you feel about T.S. Madison and Kaya, that duo? Just whatever. About this yesterday. Okay. And I just said that I don't like the dynamics, though I do. I did like the way T.S. Madison was going. After mm-hmm. all that big dick bitch dot com and stuff, mm-hmm. she was going in a different direction. Uh-huh. Now that she has Kaya, I feel like she's going back in that direction mm. that she was like, because there nobody's going to pick you up with this because she with with they I heard they were doing a pilot or whatever on the VH1, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they did a screen test and everything. But my thing is, y'all gonna have to water down so much of what is going on on that show. In order to actually be on television, and then so watering it down is not necessarily going to make it effective. It's not going to be as effective for the people that followed it when it started. Sometimes, but not. It should be balanced, and I and I'm never, starting. I'm, I'm not much. seeing. I'm I not seeing a lot of balance. Watch. I'm seeing this. This is Kaya's show. All right, uh, all right, we are back. Um, so that was just like a quick review of um, 
That was a quick review. Okay, guys, we'll 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 and Giselle. Well, okay. Review, baby. <laughs> 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 what we talked about last night. Um, and uh, I want y'all to like, if y'all are like the girl, I mean, she was corny as hell, but I just love the little parody because if you go on YouTube and you listen to, like, uh, she basically kind of gave a, a total review of everything that kind of happened in 2017. It was a parody, but it was really cute, too. But um, so we're going to go ahead and start with um, what to leave in 2017. And I'll start with, uh, we'll start with Ricky. Then we're going to, we'll, we'll do it in this order. We'll go Ricky, John, Dantes, Giselle, and then myself. Mm-hmm. So Ricky, John, Dantez, Giselle, and then myself. Okay, dokie. So um, my first thing that I wanted to leave in 2017 was that there can only be one main female celebrity at the top rather than rap or even singing um, for the black community because it seems like that's just one thing that is continuously going on. Like Beyonce is the only girl who can be a superstar, um, even though she is kind of the only one who has the superstar qualities, but it's like that nobody else gives anybody else a chance, like because they're Beyonce fans or they're Rihanna fans, mm-hmm. um, such as, and also like with Young Money's female rapper. But um, then number two, I leave someone's opinion being hatred towards whatever they're talking about versus just that opinion just because it's somebody like your favorite or something that you like or something that you said. When you put stuff on Facebook, so much of hatred is just, people's opinions, and we're going to have different opinions because they're all different individuals. It doesn't mean that someone's hating. It just means that they just don't see it. I mean, you get a chop, honey. Number three, stop sitting on for social media because in person, you're not the same person. Like, you're you're just putting on for social media to get likes or just to get people riled up, but in person, that's just not really who you are. It makes you look bad when people finally meet you and they expect one thing and they get something totally different, and especially when it comes to dating. Number four, beefing on social media with people. Um, yesterday, I, 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 I didn't get to say this part, but I just said, cash them outside if that's what you feel like. But if y'all going to beef, like, go like the old days. If you have problems with somebody, you address them in person. That's right. Either I don't I don't condone violence, but if it mm-hmm. gets lit, if it's that, if it's that to that point for you, then, I mean, do what you're going to do. Do it like the old days. I mean, push the chip off the shoulder, whatever you will, you know. Go about your business. But all that beefing on social media is played out. And the last one was reality TV web series. All of them. I'm just sick of it. Like, reality mm-hmm. TV is just, uh, I'm just tired of reality TV. And then it's like, every time I look up, it's a new web series. And honestly, it's especially with the gay web series, it's mm-hmm. like soft porn. It's yeah, very soft yeah. porn. Yeah, yeah, and I'll be like, well, so is that all we're gonna sell? Is like, mm-hmm. we're, I understand that some of them are not soft porn, but majority of them are, mm-hmm. and it's like, so we're, we're gonna just basically give everybody the impression that we're just about sex. You know? Exactly, that we're, we're giving them exactly what they think we are anyway. Mm-hmm. We're exactly. fueling their thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Well, thank but you so very much. Guys. Thank you so very much, John. All right, here goes my list. The first thing I want for the ladies or for the men who like this type of stuff, it's invisible parts that are visible. I definitely would like those to be left in 2017. Um, I hate you. Can you please elaborate on that? Because I've never heard about that. Like, what is that? I wanted to ask that yesterday. (laughs) You know how, like, when the the ladies get the lace fronts, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but the part is supposed to be invisible, but you can clearly see that it's like oh, the invisible part. part. You know what I thought you were saying? Purse. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, invisible part. They, those have to stay in 2017. I hate them. I hate them. Um, the second thing, of course, that I want to leave in 2017 is Remy Pa. I feel like mm. that, that young man should definitely stay in 2017. Um, the next thing I want to leave in 2017 <laughs> is Chelsea Boots and Adidas track pants. Oh. Well, I'm not it's leaving right. my che- my Chelsea boots coming right on into 2018. But continue, go ahead. No, 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 no. And, no. I'll, and I'm bringing and I'm bringing my straight hands with the one line down the side to my Chelsea's no, 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 everything. You know, bye. I, I think minute. he meant them together. I mean them together. Okay. Oh, oh yes. Oh no, no. Like girl, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know the girls need their Chelsea boots. I would never do that today. Well, you know what? I mean to stop you, but one day I was going off the train. Me and what's the girl's train? It was a couple of weeks ago, and the girl had on the Adidas track pants. She didn't have on the Chelsea heels, but she had on she had on some boots, some boot heels, some heels. You know the the boots that has the mm-hmm. heel on. We were like, what the fuck? Did she just come from the gym and all the shoes that she had? The only shoe that she had <laughs> had was the boots. I mean, we didn't get it, but right, okay. that's crazy. Okay, sorry, John. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Um, so and then the, the fourth thing I want to leave there um, in 2017 is kind of like to piggyback off what looks like, like as far as reality television, but mm. specifically Real Housewives of Atlanta. I want it to be like so over. Like I, they don't mm-hmm. even have to come back from the Christmas break. Just mm-hmm. leave that shit in 2017. And then the last thing I want to leave in 2017 is beefing on Facebook. I just think is like. I just think beefing on social media is so crazy, and I've been guilty of it, and I had to, like, reevaluate how late it is. So I just want to leave it in 2017. Okay. Thank you so very much, John. Dante? All right. Um, I can barely remember my my uh, my list uh, verbatim, but um, I remember my first thing was, oh, God. Uh, well, I know procrastination was one of my things, um, and I kind of was trying to base it off of me and everyone else or whatever. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted everybody to uh, stop procrastinating about certain things and go ahead and get, um, if you want to live something out, your dreams or whatever it is or whatever, now's the time. So stop procrastinating, leave, leave procrastination in 2017, leave bad financial decisions in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I wanted to leave... Um, I'm sorry. I wanted to leave. God, it just came to me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, I wanted to leave policing people's fun. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, when people kind of, when when they want to do whatever they want to do right. to have a good time or whatever. And it seems like everybody is being judged for whatever. Oh, that's corny. Or, oh, you can't do this. Or, I'm like, Jesus. I was like, people can't have fun these days, like, without or somebody even, saying something about even it. Even att- attached to your, to your policing, Stop policing people's funds. Like when they want to go to Pride and they want to do yes. this and that. Like stop getting on. Oh my God! Yeah. Like yeah, leave that. Oh my God! And <laughs> every single year, I'm like, really? Every single I'm year. like, do y'all not get this every single year? Like I see it every time. I'm like, okay, y'all just saw this. People telling y'all to stop doing this shit, and I guess uh-huh. y'all still doing it because uh-huh. it's like honestly. Yeah, you think it's like what, John? It's like clockwork. Every right before. Yeah, it's right like clockwork. Every, 
Yes, before Pride, before MLK, before, I don't know, before a big patch. It's like, damn, before a big ball. I see it all the time. I'm just like, Jesus, before I'm like, Jordan release. Before Jordan release? You sure do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. These the bitches yeah. that can't afford to go. Spend they hard-earned money on. It gets on my nerves. Yeah, it wears me out. It wears me thin. I don't know why. It just irritates me because it's just like people can't even have fun these days. Well, and thank God I don't know anybody in my life that does that, but I don't know anybody that, you know, um, um, neglects their rent because they want to go get some Jordans or they going short on their water bill. Um, because, you know, oh, bitch, I'm going to Pride. I ain't paying my water bill. I don't know anybody that does that. (laughs) Not to say it's not happening, but, yeah, I don't know. Thank God. Yeah, and then um, the one last thing I wanted to um, leave in uh, 2017 is um, leaving toxic friendships slash relationships um, behind. Um, I just seen a lot on my timeline, on from social media, just period, um, where people have gotten into situations that have kind of drained them, and um, actually taking 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 the life out of somebody. I've seen somebody go go from being such a good, you know, nice, rounded individual to where a relationship has drained the fuck out of them, and I and, or friendship has drained the fuck out of them. And I just feel like it's time to. I know that's life but I feel like it's time to leave the toxic ones behind and just keep it moving. All right. Well, thank, thank you so much, Dante. Giselle, you're up. Okay. Uh, my I don't even remember what I said, but I think I said, can we retire the word bae? Like, uh-huh. I'm so, the, the word, the word bae is overused. I'm so over the word bae. Everyone's bae. It's like, it's meaningless now. Also, even twenty seventeen, Steve. Huh? Yes. What, is, what would you like them to call their their bays? <laughs> call them, call them by their real name, John. <laughs> Stephanie. I have you a know, friend. I have a friend. friend. He won't even call his boyfriend bay. He was like, he does not. Don't like call him. It's, like, it's stupid. Yeah. Like I mean, you got people who don't even you never met in your damn life. You leave a comment and they say this and they say, okay, bay. Like that's like what? No, I'm not your bay. I'm not even your boo. I'm not your bae. The, the word. The word has no meaning anymore. The word has. Yeah, no it's meaning. meaningless. Right. Mm-hmm. It's meaningless. Yeah. So then we leave that there. Also, uh, can we leave in the capsule of 2017 uh, fear? Because it's, it's, there's nothing in life that should stop you from living your best life. Whatever you want to do, only limitation is yourself. So get out there and get it. Everyone, I mean, the world, it, it's, showing this, it's showing you that you can be anything that you want to be, whether you want to be a musician, a, a YouTuber, you know, a makeup artist. It's out there for you to get. You just have to stop being so fearful and scared of what people may think and just go out there and achieve your goal. I also, I would I would like to leave in 2017 tranny bashing. Whether mm. whether trannies are getting bashed by straight men, straight women, or right. even gay guys, just leave trans women alone. We already we have our balls are bigger than any men walking this earth. We are we get up every day and face the world knowing that somebody's going to scrutinize us. So let us just live our life. We're allowing you to live your life. So why are you bashing people? If we want to love gay men, we want to love trans men, we want to love straight men, download men. That is our business. No one is judging y'all. Right. So why do people continuously judge the trans women? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the other two are, but when I think of them, I'll be back at you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, all of those are great. Um, for me, uh, I, the, the ones that I had was um, 
let's leave what I'm calling toxic positivity in 2017. So stop repressing and ignoring negative feelings and blaming negative life events on your inability to think positive. Um, so start thinking critically about your sadness and grief to better understand yourself as a person. And that just means, like, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're so um, bombarded by everything that's, you know, going wrong in their lives that they just have nothing to look forward to. So somewhere Somewhere deep down within, you know, you can find a little source of positivity, you know, because that could be the hope and that could be what could catapult you to feeling better about yourself and bring yourself out of that negative slump. Um, the next one is let's leave, the, let's leave these tired-ass makeup tutorials in 2017. Um, if you aren't a certified and truly working makeup artist with clientele, let's leave those tired-ass, and I'm, I'm talking about YouTube, I'm talking about Facebook, these Facebook Live makeup tutorials. Because now seeing people that have, like, a 1,000 people following them and they look a, a, a shitty mess and, you know, they, I mean, they just all wrong. Like, let's leave those, let's leave it to the professionals and those of you that proclaim to be professionals but aren't professionals, um, let's just stay off of Facebook with those. Um, can we leave people who get offended by everything in 2017? Um, just, the, I mean, if, if somebody doesn't like who your your fave is, you know, in the entertainment industry, your the musical artist that you love or whatever, offended by it. You know what I'm saying? As as long as they're not totally disrespecting the artist or whatever, like don't get offended if a person doesn't too much care for Beyonce or they say, Well Beyonce really doesn't have a beautiful voice like maybe a Kiki White or something like that. I'm just throwing those two out there. Don't get offended if that if that's their opinion, you know. Um, now, if they're disrespecting the artist in a, in a way, then, okay, be offended if you want to, you know. But I'm quite sure Beyonce and Kiki White aren't being offended or, or, or aren't as offended as you would. Um, so let's leave that um, in 2017. Um, don't tell me how much I mean to you when I never hear from you. Um, so please leave all that fake love stuff in 2017. Somebody can mute their phone. Um, the next one is uh, leave that I'm a bad texter nonsense in 2017. I know you guys know someone that proclaims to be a bad texter, but please just be upfront and say you don't want to talk to that person. Um, the other one is uh, the other two that I have, the last two, um, those that get in relationships simply because you like the idea, uh, leave that in 2017 as well, because as we see, um, the relationships aren't lasting. So let, let's leave those in 2017. And the last one is reclaim your energy in 2017. If it drains you, just leave it in 2017, whatever it, whatever it may be, whoever it may be. If it drains you, if it serves no purpose, just leave it in 2017. So those are our leave it in 2017. And at the very end, um, I have um, an open 2018 um, wish for everyone. So let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. If everybody's ready and have their wine, their liquor, or their punch, <laughs> or their juice, or whatever, uh, let's talk about Trump. Um, and it's something that, while I know some people don't want to talk about it, I'm just saying, in general, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. I think it's something that we need to talk about um, to kind of get, you know, his uh, his name and, and the shit that he's, that he continues to keep doing. And he did something today, actually, that that I'll bring up. Um, that should fuel a lot of people as well. Um, but we need to keep him on our radar, and we need to hold him accountable. So Gallup, which is an American research-based performance management consulting company, um, yesterday they released the results of their Most Admired Man and their um, woman, woman of the Year poll. And um, not surprisingly, um, Barack Obama is the Most Admired Man, and he has been for the 10th year in a row. Before he became president, he was the Most Admired Man. Uh, Hillary Clinton is the Most Admired Female. And she's been the most admired female for the 16th year in a row. And as far as Trump, well, he's nowhere to be found. 
So with that said, looking back on 2017, what do you make of pre- excuse me, what do you make of President Trump's job performance? Excellent? Good. These these are your options. You got to get you got to tell me why it's your option. Um so again, tell me what, what do you make of President Trump's job performance? Excellent? Good? Average or awful? And I need you guys to validate why in your opinion he's what you rated him. And so anybody can start first. Well, I'm going to start. I want to say he has done an awful job. I think President President Trump, I think President Trump has been the worst. Uh, in he'll go down as the worst president in history. I think he has he lived in a bubble that is only about him and his family. So he has no care about the working class people. He has no care about the the poor. He has no care about the poverty. He he honestly has no care about the country in itself because the decisions that he's making is is slowly but surely destroying it. You know, it is going to the country is going to implode on itself. I feel that Donald Trump is a, a person who in a sense, one thing I will say about Donald Trump because I do like to try to be positive, he has always been Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. we knew what we were getting when we got him. But, you know, he's never changing. We knew he was going to be a, a very, you know, uh, immature, arrogant, self right person, and that's what we have as a president. I do feel that one thing that Donald Trump has taught me, in a sense, is that you can be anything you want to be. You can go from being a bankrupt um, real, real estate mogul, you know, a former reality TV show host to go and be the president of the United States. That is the one positive thing I will say about Donald Trump. But other than, other than that, he is um, just horrible, a horrible person. That's my mm. opinion. Thank you so very much, Giselle. And, um, next, whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, y'all are pondering over mm-hmm. this, right? <laughs> hey, I was for a minute. Um, um, I'm basically, I'm trying to, uh, I'm agreeing with Giselle as well. Um, so you think he's been awful? Yes, awful. Okay. Awful is my <laughs> awful is my vote. Um, one thing that I have learned from this presidency so far, because it's almost been a year, um, is that your vote counts. Every vote counts. Um, I'm learning that from midterm elections. I'm learning that from just seeing um, smaller offices that are getting elected, like mayoral races, mm-hmm. because I live mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and it's one of the biggest ones in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and those votes are separated by less than 20,000, sometimes less than 5,000, right. and 1,000. And I'm starting to learn that that vote actually counts. And before in politics, I always kept thinking that it did not or whatever. There was a part of me that always thought, oh, they already know who they want, or, you know, I wasn't as educated as I am now when it comes to the voting process. I wasn't educated as I am now. I, since last year, I would say, even when it came to um, voting for him or Hillary, and, you know, I still feel the way that I did last year when a lot of people say, you know, oh, Hillary had, you know, a bad track record of lying. She had a bad track record of, you know, accepting big money um, offers from Wall Street and things of that nature, and I still to this day think she would have been a better president. I don't care. I just do. Um, and I'm sorry, it's, it's showing right now. Everything that, that Donald Trump is doing right now are um, going back and forth with world leaders who are ready to nuke this country at the drop mm-hmm. of a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going back and forth, uh, telling his opinion on certain countries and saying, you know, that we can, they, they need to just pull out of the UN, calling certain countries useless. Um, when it came to the help in Puerto Rico, um, it's like he wanted them to kiss our ass so we can help. Now, mind you, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, have been, has been a U.S. territory for the longest. And for all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he felt like we were helping this third world country. And so that was disheartening to see when, you know, Puerto Rico has always shown love for being part of the United States. And, you know, it was just very disheartening. So I really give him an odd, you know, offer rating. I don't think he should have even became a candidate. But it, like Giselle said, it does show that, you know, you can do, you know, be anything and anybody you want, and, you know, you can definitely be president. So it's two ends of the spectrum because a lot of people thought, you know, we would never have a black president, and that shows that, you know, we could. Barack Obama showed that we can have a black family in the um, White House. Donald Trump shows the opposite side, like that we can be mediocre throughout our life um, and be a real estate tycoon and going bankrupt and still be president of the United States. Um, so it's just, to me, it's been one of the worst years of politics since I've been able to vote. Um, but once again, it's got me to the point where now I'm voting on every and anything. I never used to vote in midterm elections, ever. I was just like, ah, they got this. And now it's becoming a must. So um, that's my thought on it. All right. Thank you, Dantes. Um, uh, John okay. or – okay, go ahead. Click. Yeah, this is Ricky. Um Awful is my rating. Um, anybody who can make George Bush look like Barack Obama is got it to be awful. Um, I, I, I think that even though it is showing us that anyone, you can do anything that you want in life, and it's kind of giving you that thing like, well, anybody can be president of the United States. That doesn't mean just because you can do or be anything in life doesn't mean that you shouldn't go after it because everybody's not fit for every position. Amen. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. Okay. All right, John. <clears throat> I um I agree with the sentiments that everyone else shares that um, <laughs> that he that he was just like oh, it's, the rating is awful. But what I will say, what I will say is that I do find pleasure in with him being president is the amount of people who supported him who now have to, like, you know, eat shit because he's, he's such a horrible president. But so I, I do find a little bit of enjoyment in all of those people that supported him, and mm-hmm. now they look so foolish, and they feel foolish, and they're publicly admitting mm-hmm. how they feel and how they were mistaken and how they made the wrong decision. So that I do find some pleasure in that, and I, I really I, – I have the same takeaway as Dantes is, like, it's so important that, like, we vote – and not just in the presidential election, but, like, through mm-hmm. and through. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, understanding our representative and then understanding what people do because different things are, you know, different things are important to different people. So what what is the senator responsible for? What is the mayor responsible mm-hmm. for? These things that we have concerns with, like, understanding what each person does and what role they play, that those things matter as well. So, but yeah, he's, that's an awful, uh, awful human being. Oh wow, Lord! Um, <laughs> but thank you guys for the awful rating. Um, 
I I actually toggled between which rating I wanted to give him. I didn't really want to. I didn't. I was going to give him average at first. I was, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm okay with admitting that. But I was going to give him an average at first. No, he's not excellent. No, he's not good. But when I started to look at you know a lot of things of of, of what he's done in comparison to other. Um, you know, presidents or whatever. I'm like, but damn, you know, maybe he's just right. We're giving him a little bit. We're holding him to the fire because of who he is. But then, you know, as I started to think a little bit more, even before you guys talked tonight, oh, you know, you said your your stuff tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna say awful as well. Um, and I, I will say that what Trump, what I feel that Trump should have done better at, um, because this is the first time I ever said President Trump you know, tonight, like, that's, I've always called him Trump on number 45, is that I I understand why people voted for him, and, and I don't think it was because um, they thought, oh, he was uh, a racist, or, you know, he was wealthy, because a lot of the, a lot of the people that are, like, in the middle to poor class, like, they are the ones who voted, voted this man in, but I, I think he came out there saying a lot of stuff that a lot of pres- other presidents weren't saying. I also feel like that Trump knew or he knows a lot about what happens in government that we don't know. And, and that's a question I want, want to ask you. Like, do you guys think we really know everything that goes on within, within the government? Like all, mm-hmm. all the, 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 the shadiness and all the underhanded shit that goes on? Because I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the government that we truly do not know and really won't know unless we really become political buffs or we get ourselves out there and, be, and, and, and start, you know, becoming, you know, a politician or whatever. So I think there are things that, that Obama did underhanded that, you know, we just weren't directly affected by just yet. I think there were things that all the other, Bill Clinton and a lot of other presidents did as well, and even if Hillary was the president, there were some things that they would have done that probably wouldn't have directly affected us right here and right now, but, you know, later on down the lines they would have. So I think that what President Trump should have done is that if he's going to come out the gate and want to do all these things, he should have made subtle moves. And I think what really made him an awful president to me is he came out guns a-blazing and was signing all these damn bills and all these damn laws into effect, you know, without thinking. And then what really made him awful for me is then when he started to, like, basically, if you guys look at the news and stuff, saw that he was kind of like going on another campaign trail. You know, it was like, you're already president. Why are you going to Alabama and and in Arkansas and Florida and this that, and the other, and it's like you were on a race to regain the people's attention again, so they can vote for you again. Like I, I wasn't understanding that, and so I felt like for the most part of his year, he has not been working. You know, he, he and and then his administration, I've never seen. I don't recall if you guys. I mean, if you recall something, you can definitely let me know. But I don't recall like people quitting like that. Like the way that they did, you know. I mean, we also we we know that once a Republican leaves office, so once Bush left office and Obama came in, of course you're going to change your your administration up. You're going to put more Democrats in. Da da da. But it was like he just like he he got people in office that literally had nothing to do with whatever they were appointed to to to, to preside over. Oh, did somebody I left came back in? Hello. Who came back? I'm here still. Hello. Okay, John, you have fell off? Yes. Okay, okay. Just making sure. But no, so do you do you guys remember it was the what what was the the the, the Secretary of Education, was that it? The 
The superintendent of education or seven? Which one? The, the lady that The was, lady. Yeah. Yeah. Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Was that is that her? That I came think that's her, yeah. Okay. Well, if I've never done anything when it came down to politics, I definitely did it this time. When when they try to put her and she ended up making it, when they try to put her as the, the secretary of education or whatever, um, board of education, I wrote a letter for my, my not even for my for, for where I live in New Jersey because my my state is a democratic state and I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican. I consider myself to be independent. So I kinda like kind of go with whatever whatever is aligned with my values and, and what I'm thinking at the moment or whatever. But I was okay with where New Jersey and even New York are because they were more so Democratic states. But my mom um, and a lot of my cousins and aunties, they live in South Carolina. South Carolina is a Republican state. And so I basically, I basically created letters, for, and, and I sent it to you know, their officials, because their officials are Republicans, they're like, y'all are putting somebody in this office, in this particular office who knows nothing about public education. None of her children and none of her grandchildren have ever, and not in, uh, I don't think she even did it at all either, have attended public schools. So how are you going to be over public education and everybody that's in your family is does private, you know, goes to private institutions all the way up from kindergarten all the way up to high school and, and college. And so I felt like he's putting people in these positions that all they have is money, you know, but they don't have any experience. And as we've seen you know. over the past year, what has happened? The people have quit. People have been fired. People have been investigated. And it's like, okay, like what is it going to take for you guys to start the impeachment process? Like what? Like what is it? I mean, they they try to start it, but at the end of the day, if people you got to realize, like the Republicans, basically, are the majority. So it, until the Republicans come up and 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 decide that we're going to impeach Trump, he will never be impeached. Yeah. You guys know that? Yeah, I mean, he he would never be impeached. Um, and something and part happened. of me is um, part of me is actually I you know interrupt you, but part of no. me is actually happy that. I, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to them because uh, Mike Pence is uh, definitely on another level when it comes to Republicans. He is a Christ, uh, devout Christian Republican. He does not believe in um, homosexual um, values as far as, you know, being able to be married, mm-hmm. um, getting certain rights. He does not believe in certain um, assistance programs for minorities. He's even worse. Now, I feel like a lot of his policies are going out through Donald Trump. I do feel like that as well. Um, but so is Paul Ryan and all the rest of the Republicans. But that's one reason um, it's, it's kind of like, okay, do you want him to be in peace or do we just want to ride it out? Because, you know, there's still a chain, chain of command, and that chain of command is still awful. It's still next right. line is – yeah, you know what I'm saying? Next in line is Mike Pence. And then even if, you know, say something happens to Mike Pence, Paul Ryan is still next right. in line. And right. their values are are awful. <laughs> so it's just and, like, and, do we want to just ride it out? Right. And, and and the thing is, like, we don't have the Democrat Party. They really, they don't have any, like, the only person they can really put right now is Hillary Clinton. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and who's to say that she wants to, to get in all this or whatever? I think she would probably want to win fair and square, but you know, yeah. there's nobody like if if we got rid of the entire administration, which I would love to, but it's like okay, well now who's gonna run? Who, who's gonna run the United States? Like 
that's, you know a, that's a problem that a lot of Democrats are running into, and that's why they hated that Hillary Clinton was. I want to hate to say that, but they said that they feel like that era of Hillary Clinton should be done and over with now, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should have some new blood, you know, like Cory. Is it Cory Booker? Yeah, um, Cory Booker. Uh-huh. Like Cory Booker, yeah, or someone along those lines, because we need some new blood in the Dem- Democratic Party to rise up. Because right now, it's like we're stuck at the old Democratic Party, like Hillary Clinton and yeah. Joe Biden, who I love. I love Joe yeah, Biden. I love but, Joe. You know, yeah. he's. I, I, I saw him on the. It made me love him even more when I saw on him the on view. the view. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like when it, it's kind of like it's time for a, ch- a change of command in the Dem- Democratic Party as well because you know these people are pushing eighty. Yeah. Now Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders isn't even Bernie Sanders isn't even a um, Democrat, and everybody's you know still pissed off about him not even getting the the um, nomination. But it's like. You know, that's all we had at that time. So and 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 and, and yeah. I'm I, I'm sick and I, like I was so glad when when Clinton came in and when Obama came in. Like I love the fact that they were in their 40s. You know, when they when they were elected. Exactly. Or yeah. I mean, at this exactly. point, whoever comes behind Trump, you know, needs to be someone in the 40 to 50 range. You know what I'm saying? And maybe early 60s, mm-hmm. but this, but but getting these old 70, 75, 80 year old white men and white women, I apologize, Hillary, but still, like, we are a progressive world. We are a progressive, you know, right. country. Like, we, we, we got to, you know what I'm saying, we got to get this new blood in here. Like, so who's mm-hmm. saying that you got to be 70 and, and 80 years old to run the country? I mean, it's, we got to do better than that. Um, but here's something that, that I, I saw, and I saw it on Twitter a couple of days ago, that, okay, we all know the tax reform that happened and, you know, that passed and, and all that all that stuff, right? And supposed to cut taxes and we'll get a little bit more money on our checks and whatever. You know, I feel that's an underhanded, crooked-ass deal because uh, I feel like on the flip side of it, it's going to hurt us, not help us. But the last, I don't know if you guys know, but the last time they did a, a major tax cut was when Ronald Reagan was in office. And so that was, you know, years ago, 20-plus years ago. But what ended up happening was when he did that deal his first term, that created him the ability to be reelected. And so you know how, like, when, they, when, when, when we're doing the election and the election night and we see this turn blue and the states are turn red and da, da, da. So when Ronald Reagan was reelected, all the states were red except one. And I think it was, like, somewhere, like, I don't know, it was, like, Michigan or something was blue or whatever. But every other state was red. And so it's, like, I'm, I'm fearful because I'm, like, in the event that this, this tax deal, for the most part, is, it helps and people kind of see the, you know, the change and this and the other, I fear that that is what Trump is going to ride on to help him go into winning for 2020. What you guys think? You think that could be? That could happen. Do you think Trump has a? Uh huh. Okay. I know. I don't. I think that that that's that's tough. Um, I think it's crazy that he. Yeah, I think that's a that's tough for me. Um, to even imagine him getting another term of office. Not that it's not possible. Not right, right. It's gonna happen, but. That when you just said that, it was like you know what I mean. Like it yeah, was like, that when I saw it, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Just a, but I do know, I do know. Like I've been hearing a lot um, that um, Andrew Cuomo 
is going to run for president in 2020. And that would be, like, amazing for the Democratic Party. That would be, like, amazing to see, um, to see if he, like, if he could really pull that off. And how would it be? He he's not he's not in his forties. I think he's like sixty. Uh, but but I mean he's you know he's still young, right? As far as like compared to Bernie Sanders or <laughs> like like somebody mm-hmm. like that. Um, right. But he, like he's cool. He he's he's a like a a strong Democrat. He led the charge um, for same sex marriage in New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's very big on like tightening up gun gun laws, which is so important right now. Yeah. Oh, that was when I had, uh, something I wanted to talk about. I just thought about it, but um, so yeah, he's he's dope. He's really really dope. His name is Andrew Cuomo. He's the governor. Of New I York. remember the name. He's, he's yeah. yeah. He's the governor of New York State. He's okay. he's amazing, and I hope he really does make a run. And I think he's what the Democratic Party needs. And he like he he comes from money, so I don't think like campaigning and running. Would be a you know an issue for him. Yeah, and 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 even though we're kind of looking like oh my god who could run and stuff like that, I remember someone maybe it was on CNN or something like that not too long ago, and they basically said like Obama just came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So they feel like whoever's going to run for the Democratic Party in 2020 is just going to be somebody that's going to come from out of nowhere, but it's going to be someone that is going to have to be likable. So like an Andrew Coleman, you know, if he's, you know, likable and he gets his shit together or whatever, you know, we'll ride with them. But it's going to have to be somebody, maybe one or two people, that, you know, the world and, and that, that can kind of put us in the mind of an Obama, put us in the mind of a, of a, of a Bill Clinton. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not, not have these old, hard, you know, values and this and other. But something that, that I just thought about, I don't know if you there – there was a – it was called Something of Healy. It was a documentary. But I, ne- I, I, I never knew up until I saw the documentary that, I don't know if you knew, but black people were a part of the Republican Party before they were part of the Democratic Party. Did y'all know that? Yeah, I've always heard that. The old, mm-hmm. I heard the old Republican Party. Yeah. The old, re- re- the old Republican Party actually yeah. represented uh, minorities more. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure did. Sure did. So that was something. Um, and, and, uh, Last, and then, uh, John, we'll go to your um, your gun control. We'll, we'll say that. We'll talk to that. Talk about that in just a second. But um, I just want to, you know, let people out there know that you know it's not enough people to you know, it's not enough to get people elected. You know, you have to hold their feet to the fire and demand they work on your behalf of your community. If you're a senator, if you're mayor, you know, whoever's over your state, if they're not doing what they need to do, trust me, there there's a number you can call their office. You can leave a voicemail. You can send um you can send letters. And, and, and basically, you know, threaten them that you, you know, you will campaign to get them out of office. I mean, I did it for my my mom and my aunties or whatever. It was all the same letter. Just I just re- reworded some things, put you know their their that you know their name on the on the um on the letter versus the other one or whatever. But I mean, that's what we have to do. We have to hold people, you know, their feet to the fire, um, to go out and do the things for for the people because even because just like we get them elected, we can get them fired. We can get them fired. Um, so just make sure that, that we're doing that. Um, and, again, I think, like, the election of Doug Jones in Alabama, somebody got some static going on in their phone. Please beat your phone. Okay. I think that the election of Doug Jones in Alabama has proven that the people have finally started to pay attention um, and realize that the presidency is just one aspect of being a registered voter, like Dante was saying. And I can say um, the same for, you know, the election of Keisha Lance Bottoms, who was elected the 60th mayor in Atlanta, and when I come on Bottoms, okay, when I even looked up yeah. her, when she was running, <laughs> I looked up her 
No, not even her. I looked up when when the mayor mayor race was happening. I looked up to see when was the last black. I mean, when was the last white person they ever had in office? And again, it's not a black white thing, but I was really interested to see because I remember the Andrew Young, I remember um, Christine Reed, I can remember Shirley Franklin, and some of those people when I lived in Atlanta were were, were the governor. I mean, were the um, were the mayors. And so I, I when I looked on Wikipedia, I saw that the last you know person that was of Caucasian you know, uh, descent or experience or whatever, was 1972. You know what I'm saying? And I think that what has happened in Atlanta is that it's not really a, a black-white thing per se. It's just, a, it's, I guess, the people feel like the, the, more, the black uh, candidates are really more for the community and, and really uplifting and building the community where um, the, the other people seem to be, Wanted to create real estate and have, I mean, I, I, we, Dante, we, uh, Ricky, you too, all of us that have lived in Atlanta, we've seen where it's gone from it being a very nice city, which it still is, but now it's like it's just, you know, you're, you're building up and you're taking the landmarks away and you're taking the places that we love yes, to, 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 the yes. clubs, and you're taking all of that and creating a, a, a miniature L.A. almost, you know, or a miniature New yeah. York, and you're creating all of these, yeah. um, you know, these high-rise buildings or whatever. So, again, it is very important that you um that you guys vote because even with Mary Norwood and me and Dante has talked about it, you know, with Mary Norwood there was audio that was out that basically she ran as an independent so therefore she can get more of the votes because she knew yeah. that running as a Republican she would not get as many votes based upon, you know, the the climate that we're in now with Trump. You know, and I felt right. like I'm so glad that people started to listen and, 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 and all those type of things. Um so the last thing we'll talk about Trump and we'll be done. And then I'll let John say what he wanted to say. But it's something that I found today, and I need to go on my phone and read it. Um, but it was really – it was it was an eye-opener. And so it said um, – so the article says, six members of the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS, a president-appointed group mm-hmm. tasked with advising the Secretary of Health and Human Services on how to promote the best HIV treatment and prevention strategies, resigned on June 16th in a show of frustration over President Trump's policies in health care. And it says the Trump administration has no strategy to address the ongoing HIV-AIDS epidemic, seeks zero input from experts to formulate HIV policy, and most concerning, pushes legislation that will harm people living with HIV and halt or reverse important gains made in the fight against this disease. Okay, and so James Lewis, who is also, um, oh, God, what's his name? Fox, 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 Saez. Saez put, put on, put on uh-huh. Facebook. He said, breaking news. Your president just, uh, I guess, dismissed, as I going to say, dismissed the entire membership of the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV and AIDS. He said, yes, you should be concerned. Yes, you should share the status. This means that community leaders, public health professionals, and HIV activists are no longer advising the president on U.S. HIV prevention and treatment policy. This means that black women, black gay men, black transgender women, and LGBTQ youth all groups leading for new cases of HIV no longer have a seat at the table in conversations about funding, research, and program development. It means that Trump has yet again screwed over another group of people. This time is those who are living with HIV and the communities impacted by the virus. This means that no one is there to tell the president that his nearly $200 million in proposed cuts to HIV programs is wrong. He said, and this means that if you give a damn about ending HIV, that you must vote in 2018. Crazy. 
craziness. Mm. It's craziness, you know. And so I'm just hoping that as things like stuff with that, and the, I mean, because in a minute it's going to be, he's going to come back and say something about the 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 right to marry. And and, and oh yeah, definitely. Like, I, I see it coming. I see it coming because you have a vice president who does not even believe in it, who does not support it, who does not care about it. You know, so again, people just get out there and vote. All you have to do is go to rockthevote.org, and as long as you are not a felon, <laughs> you can go and vote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, John, I mean, John, did you want to say something? <clears throat> oh, there you go. No, no, no. I was. <clears throat> No, I was, um, remember we were talking, I was like, oh, it was one more thing that was really big that happened in 2017, mm-hmm. and we hadn't talked about it. And I was thinking about the um, the shooting in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, whatever happened, you know, with, mm-hmm. with all of that? And I kind of just started to feel like it's crazy how, like, so many people die, and I like, can like, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't even hear about it anymore. It's kind of like, it was something else happened the next week, and we stopped talking about it. And right. I just thought that was crazy. Right. Um, no, no, it is. Go ahead. Whoever was going to say something. I don't. I mean, I don't want. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't. I don't think it's necessarily crazy. I think it's very sad that you know you had someone who was you know at a hotel room miles away, and you know decided to shoot up an open air, you know, concert. I think that's very sad. But, I mean, what more could they have done because the person who did the crime killed himself or was, you know, killed in the, you know, police fire. So it was like, it was really like an open and closed case. You know, so there was really nothing they could do. You know, they couldn't really hold anybody's feet to the fire because the person who did it was dead. You know, so in that instance, it was like really, you know. I think what's happening is, go ahead, y'all, I'm sorry. No, I was, I'm done. I definitely get that part. I was saying just as mm-hmm. far as us talking about like gun reform and like you know tightening up mm-hmm. gun laws and, and and more better policies and better procedures for like purchasing um, firearms and like the not like having a discussion about how this man had twenty like twenty three like um, military uh, weapons like rounds. Yeah, it's crazy. He filed, he filed. He fired eleven hundred rounds of ammunition. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. I, I'm like I said. I wasn't talking about the case. I'm more so concerned that we have stopped talking about because that could have been any of us. That could yeah. be time and time again. Yeah. We keep and, hearing about people just going and opening fire, and then mm-hmm. something else happens, and we we forget that how important that is. And and, yeah. and, it's, and, and I, I, go ahead. Whoever, uh, go ahead. I was going to say the saddest part about it is, and I think this is kind of what John is hitting on as well, and I've seen it on various talk shows where we, we've gotten to a point where it's kind of like the, the the country has become numb after something like that happens. And what I mean by it is because it, it's like we've gotten immune to it because it's like it happens every week now. It seems like, okay, right after Vegas, there was another church shooting, and then right after that, there was another um, shooting that went down in the school, or two, is, uh, if I can remember. It's like back-to-back-to-back instances, and we've gotten to the point where it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm praying for Vegas, I'm praying for whatever the little town in Arizona was, mm-hmm. or praying for Sandy Hook. It's, it's sad because it's became so, such a part of life now to where, you know, talking about gun reform or talking about, you know, anything um, and remotely related to whatever the incidents happen is, is kind of being ignored. It's like, okay, what do we do now? 
Well, mental health mm-hmm. is real. There's no solution. Seems mental, me- mental health is, and I'll tell you what, what I feel it's can real. help yes, the situation, is, is paying mm-hmm. attention to your spouse, paying attention to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your uncle, your aunt, or whatever. Like, because what I'm sick and tired of hearing is that after these things happen, the the the, the family members like, well, yeah, he did this, and yeah, he did that, and yeah, he had this going on, and yeah, he whatever, whatever. Well, why didn't y'all try to do something about it? Just the the thing that just happened just recently, where the you saw where the guy um basically did a was singing on 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 Facebook live with his son Carol's, and then shot his son, his then wife. And yep. their little baby, a black guy, 25 minutes after he did the video. And then what people are saying is, well, yeah, you know, he went from, like, he's on a vegan, you know, he's a vegan now, whatever. So he went from a bigger guy to a smaller guy. He got, he got all these weights and stuff, you know, got on these, these muscles and stuff like that. And, but they're saying, you know, they feel like the vegan, you know, being vegan. And I, I look at the people saying that being vegan even, like, kind of affects certain things within your mind and how you think or whatever. And these people are saying, oh, well, yeah, he was a little depressed, and he would act this way. Okay, well, y'all don't want to tell nobody? Y'all don't want to seek help for these people? Because these are the same people that are going and creating, I mean, not creating, but going out and harming the, the people that they love or just going out and, and, and getting a hotel and full of ammunition and shooting up a group of people. You know, it's like the lady, like, you, you, didn't, you didn't think that um, – like his girlfriend or whatever, he gave her all this money and sent her sent her overseas, you know. And you didn't think nothing was weird or wrong with that. Like y- y'all can't tell me that y'all. I'm not saying when I'm saying y'all, I'm saying the people that are you know the lovers and the boyfriends and the wives and all that. Y'all can't tell me that y'all not seeing this stuff. Like y'all have to see, and then now y'all have to live with the fact that your partner has killed. Post has killed forty nine people. Uh, this man yeah. has how many? How many people in Vegas? How many people was killed in Vegas? Uh, Fifty five. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. fifty six. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So you got to live with that. That that you could have prevented that somehow, some way. You know that from happening. And so people, I just want people to realize mental health is real, and you got to be sane. You got to have your sanity, and it's okay to go and talk to somebody, somebody about it. We all cannot handle our problems by ourselves, you know. And, yeah, we can seek God and pray or whatever, but sometimes we still need that outlet of somebody that's not necessarily who we won't feel is going to judge us, but just going to listen to us. So, again, mental health is real. Um, and so, again, we we got to talk about it. Um, and before we get go to lighter topics, I do have another topic, unless somebody wants to say anything that's related to Trump, the, 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 the gun reform, anything before we move on? Okay. Um, well, 2017, uh, among many things, has we've seen a high increase in trans murders across the United States. Um, to date, 28 transgender women have been killed by the hands of another, and one that was hitting very close to home for a lot of us was China Doll Dupree Gibson, um, who was the sixth trans woman to be killed in 2017. So that was only 10, 10 months ago, and of course, since then, it's been over, you know, it's been what? 20, uh, what, 22 people since then. Um, so our hearts must definitely go out to the family members of each of those women. Um, but I really want to, you know, really want to tackle this and, and ask a serious question. And I, I want Giselle, since she is the only trans woman on the line, I, I want to, you know, start start with, with you, like, uh, in your opinion, why and how, or it could be why or how, but why are our trans women being targeted? And then how are they being targeted? In your mind, um, 
there are so many um, there are so many reasons I can give you as to why trans people are being targeted. It could be from very well that that people just don't like the way we live our lifestyle and mm-hmm. or our lives, and that in itself is is a reason that they want to you know take a gun and blow our brains out. Mm-hmm. Um, it could very well be a, a a guy that you who asked for your phone number, but you gave him your number, but you didn't get a chance to disclose you were trans, or you didn't give him your number, mm-hmm. and some friends or some of his homeboys say, oh, that was a dude that you were trying to talk to. That yeah. could be a reason. You know, it could be a reason that, you know, because you're not able to go into a job and get, get an employment because you look like this, but your ID says male and your name says this, you know, that you have to result to being a sex worker, and, you know, a, a client or a date comes, and, you know, that goes wrong. There are many reasons as to why trans women are being targeted. Um, I myself has, you know, have been shot at and have been, you know, stuff like that. So it's 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 a it's a it's it's a very in the beginning when you're first starting transitioning, it can be, you you put yourself in situations, you know, because you're you're so blind to the to the innocence of being. I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life. And, you know. And then, you know, when certain situations start to happen to you, you then have to govern yourself differently. I don't know why these why people are, you know, targeting trans people, trans trans women, trans men, whatever the case may be. But, you know, it, it has gotten extremely out of hand. It's, and it's pretty much black trans predominantly, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it bothers me. It bothers Go ahead. me when, when you when you hear when you hear of a trans murder and and even with, with people being killed, period, these days, but when you hear of a trans murder Specifically, the first thing people say is, oh, she probably was trying to fool him. She should have mm-hmm. told him anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was even at a pageant <clears throat> recently, and I think somebody asked a question about the, the, the topic that you're kind of speaking of. And the contestant who answered the question said, well, uh, trans women are at – in so many words, he was pretty much saying that we bring our own problems on ourselves. You know, so you know, even, within, even within our own community, you know, we don't have any, we don't have any allies. We, so it's just – it's like we're just kind of like on our own island by ourselves in a sense. Right. It's really, really, it's really, really weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay, I asked the question to Giselle, but it was for everybody as well. <laughs> um, my this is Ricky. Um, of course, like you said, it hits home for all of us because we all had trans friends and family members in uh, within our community that are alive or have been taken away from us. Right. And that still are and the ones that are still alive are still in jeopardy and you just fear for their life all the time because you just know that it's some hateful people in this world. And I, I used to say that it was because they love trade, quote unquote, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have to re- then I had to realize that at the same time when becoming a woman or, or wanting to be a woman, you want to live a regular life as a woman. Mm-hmm. And you might not necessarily be attracted to gay men. You may be attracted to straight men. Mm-hmm. And that just may be your forte. So I can't never just be like, oh, leave the trade alone. Because at the end of the day, I do feel like uh, another gay male wants another gay male. And that's just not for all the girls. And sometimes you do find and run across some gay males that like trans transgender women. Right. So, um it's just, I don't know, for me, it's, it's, I can't say what it is because I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. And it's, and that was, that's what bothers me because I wish it was something that was just something we could pinpoint right. to where we can 
stop these murders, stop these killings of our beloved ones. And it's just like I don't do, know. Do you do really do you awesome. think there's something that the trans women can do themselves? Yes, I I do think that okay. um, at all times that they should have someone that they trust mm-hmm. that they can let them know of the moves that they make, the mm-hmm. people that they're dating, the people that the the things that they're doing, the moves that they're making, because it's it's. I mean, granted the fact that, I mean, we all are in jeopardy of something happening yeah. to us. Yeah. Rather, because us, us meeting people off Jack, us meeting people mm-hmm. off Grinder, Adam to Adam, whatever, we're mm-hmm. all, as gay men and trans, transgender women and men, we are in women, because I'm, I'm not for sure what the lesbians really have, but I'm pretty sure they have something. But um, we're all at a risk of meeting up with people we don't know or just in the in the mess of being out in public and being bashed. Right. But just always letting someone know about your whereabouts because that's the only prevention we have at this time is be cautious of what you do, who you meet. Don't just jump into thinking, oh, just because this person is sexy or something. Because a lot of times, it's a, it's, even though it's 2017 going into 2018, catfishing is real. And people are oh, using yeah. of other people just to meet up with other people and you get somewhere and I still hear stories that that wasn't even who they were. You know, like a lot of down low people are using other pictures just to start talking and just messing with people because they don't want to be put out there and then when they finally meet someone, they're like, oh, um, that's not, like, they're, they're, it's a totally different person, but I, I just don't want nobody in my business. Them are the type of people, to me, you really have to watch out for. Because even though I understand that, you know, I can't control how they live their life just because I'm out and I'm open with my sexuality, but at the same time, they have they clearly have more to lose than we do. Right. And they don't care. Right. They, they And they feel like every gay person, because the majority of the gay people that they deal with run their mouths, and that's how a lot uh, – that, well, that's another thing that can be prevented. Stop telling people these straight men that you're encountering, too, because you don't have to tell people your business because that's where a lot of people go wrong with it. I was like, oh, yeah, I messed with him. And even when it comes to celebrities, of course, with celebrities, it's not as – it's not going to be as bad because, of course, they have an image to uphold, and then they don't right. – they have way more to lose than we do. But at the same time, it still puts your life in jeopardy by exposing these men. Rima, Rima Houston. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And 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 the only reason why I'm pretty sure she wasn't she wasn't dealing with no, you know, hardcore. Right, right. So that's why people was like, girl, what? A, I mean, everybody knew about him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And but if unless they have been someone like maybe even Chris Brown, you know, I, Chris Brown, Fifty Cent. Um, I mean, yeah, it, like it, somebody it, who it, don't yeah. care. Right. Somebody who don't care, like they're like, okay, well, you want to blast me out, bitch? I beat your ass, right. you know, like. Or or get some or, so, or get some goons on your your ass and shoot you dead. Meek Mills, Meek Mills, yeah, you know, he had to get safari and right. like it's just like you just and set you up to get you, get get killed and stuff like so. It's just, I mean, we all have. It's not just because I, I it's, even though subject is transgender, but it is our us as a community. Just be more yeah. cautious about. Your your moves, the moves that you make, and the people that you deal with, and we and trust your instinct. Because one thing I do know is God will always give you that that warning. And follow your gut, like follow your gut, because if something don't feel right, move on from it. 
and 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 even um the young lady that well and see I don't think she's on the list as being transgender because and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong but the Bianca Davenport star um uh, individual from Dallas I'm thinking that she did not really classify herself as being trans because she nobody really like even in like the newspapers and stuff like that they kept calling her a drag performer or you know a drag queen or whatever so I don't think she really Thought, lived her life, so to speak, as trans, but I think that the girls that she lived with were so-called trans, and that was the thing, like, um, from allegedly, you have to go allegedly, you know, the situation that happened was, you know, three of them staying in a place together, you know, two of them was already, you know, in their rooms, the other one was, you know, basically they had a date, and the date was one of his money back. You know, and um, there was an argument that ensued from that. At that point, baby, get a man. I don't get the man. Cat, the man gave you three hundred dollars. Give, give the man the three hundred dollars back. You know, if that's if that's the case, because again, you don't know what he got on him, and you don't know who he may have outside. You just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So if it gets to that point, you know, if you just gave his money, you know, we could say what probably would have happened. But I feel like gave the man his money back, sent him by his way. You probably would we, we we one wouldn't be dead and the other wouldn't be you know in the hospital in critical condition. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those are things you just have to think about. You know, and I'm kind of like sick and tired of just seeing like our girls, you know, being murdered and 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 it's it's, it's and and some of them being found in uncompromising positions and you know it's 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 just been a lot. You know, and and what I what I have not understood. I'm let John because I know John probably wanna say something about it, but what I just I haven't understood when it came down to China's murder, I felt like, you know, even though she was one of the girls early on in the year, I still I did like the publicity and the how the media kinda really shined their light on her, you know what I'm saying, for a second with B T and then it was Essence and you know, all these and these other different um media outlets were really I'm like, okay, this this is what this is what they need. This this is what the trans community need. This is what we need as a community, you know, to, for people to know. Look, stop stop killing our girls. You know, what I'm saying stop doing and, it. With, and what I can appreciate too, uh, this is Dantez. I apologize, but what can I can I can appreciate too about China's situation because it hit so hard close to our community. Um, is I don't think one time, you know, of course social media is different, but one time when I saw it on TV. But when I saw it on national news or blog sites or things of that nature, I didn't see anything negative. And it actually actually kind of warmed my heart to see that because, you know, I feel like sometimes our girls are presented, like Giselle said too, presented in such a negative light because they have to work in the sex industry and things of that nature. And so it kind of, what it does is turn the finger back on them like, oh, well, that's their fault then. But, you know, and but one thing I can, can say when it came to China, I didn't see all this negative press or, you know, or, you know, calling her out of her name or pronouns or things uh-huh. of that nature. You know, they called her by her name. And, you know, they actually spoke her name. And I, that's one thing that I did appreciate from the media because, you know, how things could go and they could just totally – demolish a person's character or, you know, and tear a trans girl down to where, you know, it's just, it's, it's very disrespectful. So I did appreciate that as well. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I think China, China had a, had the pleasure of meeting her a couple of times and she was a, a sweet, 
sweet girl, just always the same whenever you saw her. And I think she was a beautiful person. And, and to see her life being taken so sensitive was, so was so sad. And I, I love how the media was you know, portraying her. And I also love how, you know, people in my in, on Facebook and on social media, they were, you know, mm-hmm. portraying her. However, on the other side of that token, I do feel that partially the reason for that, if I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah, I already know where you're going. Because, Go ahead. Yeah, I know where you're going, because, too. Because, yeah. because she was a, a sweet person, she was kind of sweet, nonetheless, but she was very beautiful and she was very passable. Exactly. And that in itself would be, hard, would be hard to sit up there on the TV and this man or, or, to, or, to, right. or to mispronounce her in, in, in gender, right. but that, that does not exclude that, that, that someone who is not as beautiful as China or who is That's not further along should be should be the should be you know this That's gentleman dressed up as a women's club, women's club. I think that even in our community, there are so many times that, and I, I don't want to sound like a, a hater, but I'm, I'm I'm for all people. There are so many times where. You know, our own people, we will, we will praise Amaya Scott because she's beautiful, but the trans girls in your own city, you will pay them dust and you will walk past them. You won't even give them a ride. But Amaya Scott, because she's so beautiful, because she's so passable, oh, I love trans girls. This, this bay, this bay right here, or this, and, 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 it's, and it's so, it's so, anno- it's so annoying to me. And I spoke to, I spoke to uh, a college okay. about being trans, and I feel that a lot of times, Everyone in life has some type of privilege, and a lot of people who are the, the trans women who are advocating for trans rights are, in a sense, not as privileged, privileged as others because they're they're either six feet tall or they're very, in a sense, quackable, so they don't have the luxury of just going through Walmart and being passable. They, they it's a constant day to day grind of people calling them out or people you know making looking at them or ostracizing them. So that in itself is another burden that we have to get over. And people starting right. further along in their people starting their transition, you know, it's hard. So I just wish that we are, if you're gonna love trans, you love the beautiful ones, you love the ugly across ones. Across the board. Across, mm-hmm. across the board. You know. You you love mm-hmm. that's you love, you love and respect them as people, as human beings. Exactly. You know, it does it, and that's that, you know. Um we we have put ourselves in boxes, you know, and I say we as a society, we put ourselves in boxes. We have the lesbian box, the trans the trans box, the, the gay box, the, the queer box, we we got the straight box. We 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 have so many boxes and we separate ourselves so much that, you know, we need to go back and just loving people as who they are, as individuals, as human beings. Um, but what I was trying Absolutely. to get what I was trying to get when it comes with with China was that the fact that um, what I want people to do, even with you know, I know that there, I, I what I would hope that other the other trans women that have been you know murdered um, for them, but I want for for her to have received so much love, and people have traveled near and far for you know her funeral and her celebration, and just really lifted her up and still have justice for China going on, on social media sites. Like I just want people to know that you still have to do more than Justice for China. Like, you still got to do, I mean, every few months I have been emailing the mayor. I have been emailing the, 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 um, the uh, not the radio station, but the, the, the news state, one of the news stations there, So the, and, and, and the police, the, the, and the NOLA uh, police department. You know, and, I, and, I, and I, I send them literally the same thing almost every few months or whatever. But it's, it, but it's basically explaining to them who she was, who she is, who she was to us, and how I can't see why this has not been solved. I watch First 48 all the time. And to have seen 
them come to come, you know, them looking at the, the go behind the scenes of the police department and see them like literally solve murders in a matter of you know hours and, and days, and these ha- these murders happen at night. You know, these murders happen when nobody's really around, and therefore our trans sister, who we all love and appreciate, it, get murdered in broad daylight in front of a damn salon. And no, and you telling me you still don't have nobody? Like, it's almost like they want to sweep it under the rug. You know what I'm saying? But it's like kind of like I just hope and I pray that not only with her, but that with all the other women this year, you know, some of which I know have they the the murder the the murder I mean the people who murdered them or whatever has been found or whatever. I just hope that you know they really these these police officers look at it as a murder and not who it was, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it was a trans girl. Oh, it was this old. It was a murder. It was a life. Should be, you know, prevailed. Somebody needs to find out who's killed these these young ladies or, or these ladies, period. Um, there's something that I want to play. And, John, did you have anything before I wanted, I wanted to play something real quick? But did you no, want no, to no, no. Go, go ahead. Go, okay. Go ahead. Um, there, the, the last young lady that, um, that, I, that we know of that was killed, her name was Brandy Steele. She was 26 years old. She was a black transgender woman who was found shot to death in a Houston neighborhood on December 13th. Um, and I, from what I'm understanding, you know, this young lady kind of walked the beat. So wherever she was found was literally, you know, walking the beat or whatever. So I want to play this little snippet of something that Portia Paris, love her, my sister, to death. Um, she, she, she was a little angry about the trans, you know, about what, what, is, what transpired and just about the girls, period. I just want to get you guys' take on it, and then we'll move from there. We'll go to Cardi B and Escape. So uh, I want to play this really quickly here. I'm not just to sit up here and say, we being targeted. No, girl. It's not no trunk load of niggas riding around with no motherfucking oozes just straight up looking for transsexuals. No, ma'am. No. Yes, you guys are easy target when you walk in the block. Because they know y'all out there, y'all, y'all transsexual. So, yeah, they going to come fucking with y'all, try to rob y'all, take y'all money, because they already feel like y'all punks anyway. So, yeah, you're you going to be an easy... But they rob them prop, the, the regular fish, too, for prostitutes. They know they're out there packing their corn and all that. Yes, they coming out there with their gun. They coming out there to rob y'all. So why keep doing it? The same way you got up and put that eyelash on to take your ass to the block, put that eyelash on and go to an interview. Two or three. And better yet, start explaining to these little girls that's coming out looking at y'all thinking this the shit. Let them know that it's not. Let them know. And I can vouch for this. Because these little babies that come up to me talking about hormones and shots and silicone, baby, I can't tell you where to go get none of that yet. But have you finished school yet? Why are you trying to become a woman? Have you finished school? Do you have a bank account? Baby, if you ain't done none of that, you need to be thinking about being a woman later. What's a broke transsexual that can't take care of herself, but you got all the hormones and the titties and ass, but you ain't got no motherfucking where to stay? <laughs> okay, so what do you guys have to say? Ooh, her delivery was rough. Her delivery was rough as hell, but um, you know how we just... <laughs> Ooh, um, there was some. Um, we just said something about somebody the other night, um, last night actually, and we were just saying, you know, the delivery. Probably like I think we were talking about Kaya, and we were saying it's like her delivery is comes off as wrong as hell, and she says some things that are abrasive. Um, some of the things that, that this 
Who was this, um, Micah? I that was Portia. Was Portia Paris. That's Portia? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, her delivery was a little abrasive and rough. I agree with some of the things she actually said, though, um, because I do feel like it, 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 it's, once again, I say it's a, it's a double-edged sword because it is. Like, some girls, have the opportunity, like, I, um, who's the little girl that's on TLC now? Jazz? Is that her name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I am Jazz, yes. Yeah. Um, she's on TLC. She has the opportunity to, to go to school and still go to college and still become a trans girl uh, and turn into a trans woman um, because her parents have afforded her that opportunity because she was born with privilege or whatever. Um, not a lot of girls, most Girls, I haven't been afforded that privilege. I, I, um, I, 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 I want to stop you there because I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's privilege, even though she's white or whatever. I want to say that no, she I, was, I don't mean white privilege. No, no, no. no. Well, I, I would just say that I think she was born mm-hmm. with parents that were understanding and just wanted yes. their child to be the very best, whoever they, whoever they feel person they are in life, in right? Right. And so maybe Correct. that's the privilege, like that privilege. Like, I'm just happy. Yeah, I mean, by monetary privilege, like, that's Mm -hmm. mostly what I mean, monetary-wise, because, because, you know, that could have just as well been a black family, and they would have been, it could have been just with the black family, and they could have been the same and just as understanding. But a lot of girls aren't afforded that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I do agree with, you know, going to get your education. That's for anybody across the Mm -hmm. board. I, I agree with, you know, trying to actually become the best person that you can be mm-hmm. um, and set yourself up for success. Yeah. So when it's time or, you know, of course I, I'm not, I'm not trans. So I, you know, there is, I can't tell somebody when it's time for them to, you know, go ahead and get off the beat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not trans, but at the same time, I do agree with some of the points that she did make. It's just, you know, her delivery was a little, you know, abrasive, but no. I agree with some of it. Not all. Okay. Not all. Any, I, anybody else? I have a, Go ahead, John. I took issue, like, with her saying, as far as, like, I, you, education and a bank account doesn't have anything with how some have anything to do with how someone identifies when right. it comes to their gender. So, no shade, but, like, bitch, who are you to tell anybody Ooh. when to do something? And, I mean, like, I don't have no personal relationship with her, so, like, I'm taking it as somebody who doesn't know this person, and I'm listening to the ignorant shit that just spew out of her mouth. Like, mm-hmm. every girl and every boy, no, everyone has their own story, and, of course, everyone will find their own way. The biggest problem that I see is that within our community, there are not enough people who are really – willing to, like, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to, like, articulate it, but there are not enough people. A lot of people do all that talking and yakking off at the lips, but other than that, what do you do? Yeah. What are you doing to help the community? Right. I I think, think, well, in that live, as I remember it, that she was, you know, this is another murder that had happened in Houston, you know, well, a murder that had happened in Houston and the girl had walked the beat or whatever. So Portia's 
Portia's stance on a lot of things now, and I respect a lot. Now, again, her delivery may have been harsh, and if you just listen to it like you guys did today, it's like, okay, hold up, wait a minute. I, I, you gotta take, you're taking me too fast. But a lot mm-hmm. of her frustration has to do with she's done all these things. She, she, she's stolen, she's stunted, she, she, she's done work, she, she's done all of those mm-hmm. things. So her giving back now is telling these babies, like she always say, telling these little babies, no, do not go down that route. You do not have to do this. You do not have to do that or whatever. There are different ways. And she's trying her very best self now, trying to go out. She has a regular job. Even though she does shows, she still has a regular job. She has a nine-to-five that she goes to every day. And so she's trying to be the, the beacon of hope, or she's trying to be the example for those younger girls coming out. So her frustration was even now we see younger and younger girls immediately when they become trans, they immediately go to sex work. And so her thing is like, why are we not telling these babies, as, a, as, as especially the older girls, telling these young girls you don't need to go that route? You do, you because we, they're. I think I don't. I think I think I think. No, I, I don't why, think why that, she's still doing it. John, I think, John, John, she's not doing that. Baby, go ahead. Go ahead. You you you, you said finish? you didn't know her. You don't. Okay, no, he right. said because they still doing it. I, yeah, they who? her. I'm not talking about the, the, the older queens. He was saying the older right. queens. Right. Some of them are. Right. Some of them. No. Some of them right. are. But but what I'm saying is for her. I'm speak, since we played her. I'm specifically talking about her. She's just saying that she anybody that she comes in contact with that is of trans experience and are trying to become whatever. Her thing is do it the right way. You know, and maybe her her way and her is it's probably not everybody's way or whatever. But she's think, she's thinking about what she missed out on for 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If she would have done things a little bit better. And now we're such in a progressive state, in a progressive world, that you don't have to do all of the things that the, the older girls have had to do. Now, some of those older girls are complacent, and they're fine with still getting a $20 and $50 or whatever, you know. But she just if a girl still getting if a girl still getting twenty dollars from a date, then she got the game all messed up. Well, <laughs> I can, you say, I come can, I can tell you somebody's probably still getting twenty dollars. I'll tell you offline. But uh, go ahead, Giselle. What were you saying? Well, <laughs> well, I was going to say I think when I think when 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 people when start people first coming, out, when when you start when they first start coming out, it's not about you want to be a you you want to be a girl per se. It's about having the boys. You want to have the sickening boys. You want to have the boys. You want to have the boys. And that's the quickest way to have the boys mm. or to have the trait is to do the sex work. You know what I'm saying? And, and as you get into it, or you the more you get into it, or whatever. Okay, I, I'll start being. I'll you know, let me let me take a few months. Probably a year from now, some of the girls came up to her. Some of those same girls came up to her are probably not even wanting to be a girl anymore. I think it's not about necessarily wanting to be a girl. It's just about the enjoyment and the excitement of what girl. I can't get a, I can't get this boy as a sister or as a gay boy. So let me get let me put on a wig and you know, we know we. And I've seen that happen so many you know? times. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that that that's the mindset that that people. But I mean, if you if you do have a young young person or a young girl who comes to you and say, hey, can you show me how to get the most? You should applaud that girl because she's coming to you the right I way. Agree. And, hey, yeah, can you I help agree. me mm-hmm. instead of going instead of going to some black market 
or somebody yeah. to take their money and letting them pump silicone in them, and they walking around looking deformed. She's coming to you saying, hey, I see something in you that I admire. Can you help me? And in, and in that, you should say, sure, I'll help you. But in the meantime, we're going to go open up a bank account. We're going to yeah. also go get you enrolled in some school. We're going to yeah. drop you off or drop, take you to a couple places to fill out some drop accounts so you don't have to do this. So, it, I mean, it can, it can work both ways, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ricky, and me and Michael talked about this really, um, and John, I think, too, we talked about this before a while ago when we were talking about trans murders and all this uh, things of that nature. We talked about this, and I remember we were saying it does depend on what part of the country you are in as well. Like the country has, you know, it is 2017, and I have seen trans girls in every arena. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've seen them in grocery stores, from mm-hmm. uh, telemarketing. I've oh, yeah. seen them everywhere. But it does depend on where you're at in the country because I still can go to uh, Lakeland, Florida, maybe, or some little, little hick-ass town or whatever, and that won't be happening. Right. Or whatever. So it does depend. It does depend on yeah. what part of the country you are. Well, I, I just think that when when you have this, when you have decided to, 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 to transition, matter if you go whatever right. way, but when you decided to transition, you you should know all of what that entails. And Giselle spoke on that, you know, earlier. You know, just when you go mm-hmm. out and and you have to be amongst the people. And and when I came up in Atlanta, all the trans women just came out at night. I didn't see them during the daytime. You know, now right, I see them in the daytime, right. like you say, everywhere. So now, because of where we are in 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 our world now, you know what it all entails. And if you're not going like like, like Giselle said, they got the, the trans women have the biggest balls than anybody. And if you don't have mm-hmm. the biggest balls and you're not ready to tackle on that, then sit and be a sister. And yeah, it ain't. It ain't. And I and, I, and I'm I, mm-hmm. and I'll say that I don't give a damn who 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 doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Sit in that because I would rather you sit in it and realize it's ain't for you rather than you get in it and then realize it's not for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you made this augmentation. You've done all these different things, and now it's, you know, well, girl. That's another subject that I don't feel like going down. But, <laughs> but I, I just say, take your time. Take your time. Just people, just take your time. We're gonna move on to Cardi B, okay? Or no, we're gonna move. To, we're gonna do Escape, and we're gonna do Cardi B last, okay? Because we got 20 minutes, but I know we can do it in 20 minutes. So with Cardi B, let's move on to Cardi B, and I'm gonna let Ricky start out um, with her. Okay, so Cardi B. <laughs> She went from being a stripper from the Bronx to love and hip-hop to being a rapper people never took serious to making the song of the summer, Bodak Yellow, to being engaged to Offset, praise from Beyonce and J. Cole to being nominated for two Grammys. What do we think about Cardi B and her major, major success this year? I said we were going to do Cardi B last, but we're going to do Cardi B now. Um, what do we think about Cardi B and her major success this year? Slick. Cardi. Um... So with Cardi, I, I actually praise her a lot because mm-hmm. she used her platform, as we were talking about last night, and made something out of it. She, Yes, she was a stripper. Yes, she was on Love and Hip Hop, but look at her now. Like, it's refreshing to see someone actually come from Love and Hip Hop alone and, and in the stripper arena to, and, and actually rise to be one of the biggest stars of the year. And mm-hmm. do something that our female rapper hasn't done since Lauren Hill. If you get a number one on the Hot 100, it's so refreshing to see mm-hmm. that now it's also another female rapper in the limelight versus just you know young money female rapper. 
And I'm never taking nothing from her. I just don't deal with her because I don't like her personality. What she exudes through social media and just all the things that she's ever done. And that's talking about the other rapper. But I do praise her for being very, um, what do I want to say? <laughs> I think for all her accolades she has has done for herself. But <laughs> Cardi B is oh, I, like other girl. more humble. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she's more humble. I think that she's she's more supportive of other females and she don't care what people think about her. Right. And I think that's what's getting her further in her career is because it's like every time someone says something negative, instead of her really just coming out and just like going off about it she said, okay, well, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I wanted to do it. I did it. It's very much Rihanna, what Rihanna gave uh-huh. or gives about her, mm-hmm. like what people say about her. And that alone is, is just dope to me because it's like I'm not going to really try to counterattack. When they ask her about other female rappers, she's like, I'm not worried about nobody else but myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a throw shots at this person. I'm going to throw shots at that person. Yeah. I'm, trying to make, I'm trying to make a career. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Ask me about this because I'm the only one person, and I don't care about nobody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man. I absolutely love. <laughs> I absolutely love her rise of fame. I know. I know we're gonna go on to the next, but I feel. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm saying I want. When I say next, I mean the next person. Who oh, the next person. Talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a music head, so I absolutely love her rise of fame. I love a rags to riches. You know, uh-huh, I'm not, not uh-huh. saying it was rags like that, but rags to riches story. I love. You know that. She, like you, like Ricky just said, she came from loving hip hop and actually did what she needed to do with the platform. And mm-hmm. you know, I think loving hip hop finally starting to get the message a little more now. The whole franchise is starting to get the message a little more. Like, okay, we can actually do this. We can actually release music, and people can, you know, because K Michelle started the wave back in the days. Or yeah, whatever. she started the wave, but she already had an audience, right? Whatever, um, that followed her from mixtapes and things of that nature. Whatever Cardi didn't have that, so. Cardi is really from the ground up, and I really appreciate, you know, how, you know, she is very authentic. She is who she is. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, change interviews, and she needs to do this and do this and change up the style a little bit, glam it up. You know, you know what? I'm tired of everybody being carbon copies of another girl, period. I don't want to see another girl that's, oh, I need, I need her to be more well-spoken. And, this, and, and don't get me wrong, I even had issues understanding her in the beginning. I was like, wait, what? Um, but, I've, you know, I've, you know, finally kind of got onto her lingo and, you know, understanding her accent and English isn't, it wasn't even her first language. So I get that. And um, I just appreciate, you know, that, you know, she's a, she seems like she's appreciative of everything that's, that's coming her way as well. Like, she doesn't take any of it for granted. Like, you know, and I hate to compare to anybody else, but she doesn't take taking and seem like, oh, bitch, I deserve all this. I did this and I did that or whatever. I hope she stays at that level. I want her to, you know, of course I want her to start a rise, but I want her to stay appreciative of her fans and stay appreciative like, oh, you know, I'm not the only one in this game. There were plenty of girls that came before me and I want plenty of girls to collaborate with and I want plenty of girls to come after me as well or whatever. That's what I appreciate about her rise. So. All right. Thank you so and much, Dante. I also wanted to say when it came to uh, her, I didn't even watch Love and Hip Hop, so I didn't really know me either. About her, but once I heard her music, I was like, oh, I thought I was always like, Ugh. like 
child, blah. But once I started hearing her music, I was like, okay. She got a little, like, and then I started watching interviews and stuff, and her personality makes you just instantly fall in love with her because it's, it's just like she's herself, and you can tell it's authentic. Yep. Okay. No fake well, I, I Go ahead, Julia. I When I when I, I thought when I when on Love and Hip Hop, I thought the little girl was obnoxious as hell. <laughs> I thought she was so obnoxious, and I thought she was like, loud, and just, really loud, and just obnoxious and just crazy. But when she, once she got off the show, I enjoyed her personality better. If that it's kind of mm-hmm. weird, but I, I I liked her better when she was alone by herself, just being herself. And, you know, then I, at first I didn't like Bodak Yellow. I was like, this is going to be a total flop. This song is a fool. But the more and more I heard it, it was like, oh, this is really, really a good song. And mm-hmm. then, you know, just you, 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 she has a spirit to where you just want to root for her because she's yeah. so authentic and she's so real. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy for Cardi B. Yes. Come on, Cardi B. And, John, what, what's your take? What's Cardi? Oh, um, I like I like Cardi B. I hope to uh... – I hope my 2018 is as prosperous as her 2017 was. Hello. Um, I do think she needs to take one or two interview classes. Um, yeah, most classes. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because that bitch is obnoxious, and she, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. That, but yeah. other than that, I, re- mm-hmm. I really do enjoy her. I like her. I like her. Um, I like her sound. Mm-hmm. I like that. One thing, no matter who, like, I favor or who I like in the music industry, one thing I will say about Cardi B is that she has brought a fire back to the industry. Yes, she did. When she blew up, it was like something sparked in a lot of artists. And no matter how you feel about her or anybody else, you can kind of see like a fire and a flame starting back they up. They made them whole step their game up. Mm-hmm. Right, and especially in female hip-hop. I think 2018 is going to be an amazing year for, like, female rap because I think, like, I think Cardi has really forced everybody involved to step it up or they got to just, they got to step out. You kind of get what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm excited about that. One, one thing mm-hmm. that I think me and Ricky, you know, it was, it was, I, w- I told him, I was like, I was wondering why people were so hyped about, like, I love Cardi B. I love her. I have nothing nothing bad to say about her except for she, they're interviewing. Yeah, you got to get that together now, baby. You know, especially with these Grammys and all this kind of stuff. Like, let's go to some, some classes. Let's be real serious because I've seen her do a interview on BET that was, a, that was real serious. So it's like, I need you to be that person. Still have your little personality here and there, but kind of be serious. But I, 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 I think I was talking to Ricky at one point, and I was saying, like, you know, at first I was like, damn, like, why is people so hyped? Like, I like I I I'm in the Bronx. I go to the Bronx every week to get my hair cut or whatever, and I'm and I'm I'm seeing the boy. I mean the the, the Negroes like they are really playing the girl. They saying I mean I've been in the barbershop, shop, music goes off, and they and, and the and the people are mouthing like the dudes are mouthing her her lyrics, and and then I saw like mm-hmm. the Eagles. I sent I seen the clip. I sent the clip to to um Ricky about. The clip, I think it was the the, the uh, New Jersey yeah. Jets or New York Jets or whatever, and, and how they were going off in the in the um on on the field, the they were playing her song in the end zone, they were playing her song or whatever. And then so crazy, like maybe a, a day later, she then tweeted or shared the tweet of the guys. So I guess she finally saw it or whatever. But then I realized that she raps like a dude, and that her, I mean, it's just and she her flow is nice. You know, and it gives me very much how Little Kim was when Little Kim first came out. Like she was a dude, like she was prim and proper. You know, you she was a female, but she she was grimy and gutter and just in the. I mean, just in it. 
like a dude was. And I and and that's reminiscent of Cardi B now, like that's what I see. And even with her new her new song, I like her new song. Uh, or whatever. What's it called? Bartier Cardi or whatever. Like yeah, uh, Cardi. Cardi. Mm-hmm. yeah, like that is another one. It just it just goes hard. It's rap. Anybody can love it. And then you can fl- you can follow along what she's saying. You know, it's not all this gimmicky stuff that the other girl <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I like Cardi. I wanna give her the very best going I we're definitely we're definitely gonna leave you in twenty seventeen. We want you to go to twenty eighteen and, and, and do the best. And also don't you know, don't release your, your project, don't release your album until you know it's solid because people are watching, people are waiting, and I want it to be something that flows from number one to number twelve or however many tracks you're gonna have. You need yeah. a classic. That's yeah, you you, you you need a classic. You need a classic. Okay, so mm-hmm. that, that's the thing is, she, go ahead. Oh. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> I was, I was saying I'm glad that if it was up to her, she would actually release it, but her label has been like Yep working her project and that's what she's worked that's where she got good at because she has a label that's backing her and they are they not just allowing her to just release, release, release. They're making her do it the right way, the old school way. Great. Okay. I can get that. All right. So our last but not least for the last uh, eleven minutes that we have, we're that's all that they need. Um we're gonna give it to Escape. Uh earlier this year the group from the mid Mid to late 90s, Escape reunited on B103 in Atlanta with Tigger. And soon after, concert appearances were announced, four-part reality series on Bravo. And soon after that came a tour. But it seems like just as soon as, the, the you know, everything was starting, the fans were selling out arenas everywhere. News came after the tour or during the tour that the group would be recording, but minus one. Um, and so I'm going to play this little snippet of an interview that, um, and it's only like a minute or so, maybe two minutes, that, they entered Bravo interview Latasha Scott in regards to um, the reunion, and they asked her like, "What's the what's the difference between this reunion and the reunions from the past?" So, so here we go. All right, Tasha, I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? What's different about this reunion of Escape versus the other times that it's happened? Well, the difference between this time coming together and the last time is we have all four original group members. Before we were trying something different because I think Candy was saying that she didn't want to come back to the group. So all of us were still in that we want to perform, we want to get back out there, we want to make music again, and that's just a place that she wasn't She wasn't in that space anymore. So we got a couple of people that we knew, um, but it didn't work out. You know, certain people are not meant to, to do certain things. Sometimes they think they want to do it, and then they don't. And it's a lot of work that goes into being in a girl group. And, um, and instead of us having to fuss and argue, we just said, listen, this is not working, let's try something else. And now... With all the four of us coming back together, it's like we still have the history together. So it's more like you think about the memories of the past, and then all of a sudden you come back together, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is my sister. I remember we used to do this. We have stories. We have things that we can think about. Um, and also the fact that we're more mature now, it makes, a, it makes it a whole lot better. So, I mean, I'm happy about the reunion. I just think that the fans really wanted this a lot more than what we were expecting because after the announcement was made, every, it was just mayhem. And it was a good mayhem, but everybody was just excited, the fact that we came back together, that we put the past behind us, and so that's made all the difference. What's difficult about it right now? What do you have to manage? Um, what do I have to manage? One thing that we have to manage now that we're back together again is everybody has been a leader in their own right, in their own business. So it's trying to hear everybody out. Sometimes it becomes... Uh, 
I don't want to say an argument fence, but it's, it's always a debate when we're together. That's one thing that we have to learn to manage. Another thing is that all of us are busy, so our schedules are conflicting at times. So that's another thing we have to manage because we have to say, okay, well, Candy's taping for the housewives, Tamika and I in the studio, Tiny's doing this with her business. So all of us are bosses, and sometimes that's something that comes into play is that we have to manage that. But overall, I think that because we matured and we all have had these individual um, endeavors that we've always been able to do, um, it makes it great to be able to come in and hear everybody's point of view because everybody has been successful. So that works, but managing it is, is a lot. So we've heard. So we've heard from Natasha. So um, I'm not really going to ask any questions in regards to the escape. I just want to give your unadulterated, raw, real, uncut feeling behind the escape reunion and what has transpired since they came out as um, a group again. Um, so with that being said, um, I, I really enjoy seeing that they mended their relationship. Um, a lot of people took to social media to talk about it, and a lot of people started saying, "Oh, yeah, I want to dwell on the negativity." blah, 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 but the negativity is what they put out there for us to watch and see for their reunion. So we are commenting on what they gave us. Now, I'm so happy that they they actually inspired a lot of people to get back together mm-hmm. and put aside their differences because it's a drought in R&B music and black music, period. Yes, it is. Um, as is it, was it Stephanie Nielsen said, they want to hear some music, but they don't want to hear from us. Right, mm-hmm. and we have to force that back down their throat because if we don't, we're going to continue to hear from Sam Smith, Adele, etc. Right, and nobody can do us better than we can do ourselves. Mm-hmm. And seeing them come back and get together, and of course they had been together for like fifteen, twenty years mm-hmm. or whatever. Of course they needed time to get together, but now they sound amazing. You watch the videos from the tour; they sound good. They're back meshing well with their voices, and it's just like only thing that I don't like about it is that I understand Candy wants to didn't want to do the music, but it's really like Escape is Escape with all four members individually. Y'all couldn't make the long point blank period. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Good review. All right, um, next. We got five minutes. I'm, um, it's so cool that, like, because I'm, you and I talked about this, and I'm on the same page. With Slick is like, right now, like, the state of music, we like, we want something. We want some music that is full of content. We want music that's full of talent, and like, that's what, like, that's what we know Escape for. That's what we know those groups and those artists from the '90s for. So to see them back together, in my opinion, it was like a breath of fresh air. I kind of could have done without like the reality TV part of it because I just mm-hmm. feel like I hate when people I like the reality TV because yeah, it always makes me not like them. It just be you just be too much into their personal business and you like bitch. I wish I would have never known this about you, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kelly Price, really, really go ahead. Happy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, amen. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Candy I, I love Candy, but bitch, I don't be that's. Just get get her off TV and just yeah, but I um I'm excited I'm excited because like Cardi B I feel like Escape is they're they're inspiring these other groups and these other nineties nineties artists who make amazing music that we still listen to today. Say mm-hmm. okay, let's see what we can do if they can do mm-hmm. it, so can we. So I'm just mm-hmm. excited to see stuff like that happening. Most definitely, thank you, John Giselle. 
I I don't remember Escape. I was just a little girl when they came out. <laughs> okay. So I really don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah you want to call us old bitch. Yeah. I, 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 really don't like, I, I watched the show, but I'm going to go back and listen to some of their music so I can catch up on, you know, that old school group you guys are talking about. But no, no, seriously, I don't, I mean, it, 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 didn't, it didn't really matter whether they got back together or not because I went buying their music. Anyway, <laughs> so it gotcha. don't matter to me. Not a fan of Escape. Okay, thank you. Gotcha. And John, I mean, and uh, Dante. Um, I'm, I was very excited about Escape getting back together. Um, it's one of the reasons that made me actually before Candy became a reality star. Um, she was. I know everybody's on a gag, but she's one of my favorite voices in Escape, and not by herself. Mm-hmm. In Escape, or mm-hmm. because she had a distinct voice. Um, the mm-hmm. songs that I love, actually love by Escape. And adding on, who can I run to to that as well? But the songs that I actually really love by Escape, mostly all have candy on them. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the songs that are big hits by Escape, mm-hmm. mostly all have candy. I said mostly, not all, mm-hmm. have candy on them. Or whatever, from My Little Secret to Just Kicking It to Tonight, all, I understand that they all have candy on them. Um, I think what, um, like what really makes me enthusiastic about their return is – um, I'm even though um was born in the late seventies, I am a baby of the nineties when it comes to music or whatever. You know, I was from elementary school all the way up to high school or whatever. Um, you know, the nineties ruled for me. Um, so, you know, seeing Escape, they weren't my favorite group or whatever, but they were one of them. And seeing them coming back together and making this good music and giving us some nostalgia from you know, because uh, it, it's just showing. I hate people. I hate that people don't see this or whatever. But the '90s are coming back in a big way because of all these reunions, because of everybody sampling all this music from the '90s, because of all these TV shows that you see coming back from the '90s or whatever. It, it shows that the '90s kind of dominated. Period. Um, and so that's what I enjoy about it. I'm so happy. You know, I'm like I, I can deal without some of the drama, but drama makes good TV. Um, SWV went through the same thing, and I'm, nobody really talked about it. SWV went through the same, some of the same. They were sometimes they would have made you hate them, or whatever. Right. They actually would have made you hate hate the lead singer, hey, hate Coco even more. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah okay. So it's actually what I enjoy about it. All right. Well, we have 90 minutes left, so I'll just say my little piece about escaping. <laughs> yeah, 90 seconds, yeah, um, and, and I'll be done. Um, I'm glad that the group is back together. I, I really don't understand this whole thing. They haven't been together in 18 years. I think that's, um, I think they got a year off or years mixed up because the last time that I saw them, the last time that I saw them personally was in 2000. Yeah, 2000, the summer of 2000, um, because I went to that concert. It was a it was a revamped uh, lipstick, Trace Dumb Lipstick Tour or whatever. Um, so really it's mm-hmm. been like 17 years, but, hey, I'll give them that year or whatever. So I'm glad they're back. <laughs> um, I'm glad they're back. I, I want to see new music. But we also understand, I have to understand, even if they do go into a three-part, you're just a three-group member, at the end of the day, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Escape to sound like Escape from the 90s. Um, I want to see them, you know, sound like something, you know, sound like a more revamped and uh, fresh, yeah. fresh version or whatever. If Candy joins, hey, it is it is what it is. It'd be great. But if not, I want everybody to go and support those girls, especially if they put out good music. And so that's all I have oh, for I'm Escape. Um, that's all I have for Escape. I did too. So I, I, I um, that's all I have for Escape. I thank you guys so very much um, for joining in for part two. 
Um, we have so many things um, going for uh, for 2018. Set, um, stay on the lookout. And the last thing that I have to say for 2018, I saw well opening 2018. Let's open 2018 with new beginnings, new vibes, new energy, new blessings, new memories, new everything. And I think that we all are ready for it all. Um, And to all those that we've lost in 2017, we love you and we still pray. We still pray for your families that were affected. So again, that's it. Have a great night. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye. Happy New Year.